summary of the Sikha. On the very first Pasuk Rashi says, he quotes what Rabbi Yitzchak said, that he shouldn't have started the Torah only from Achidus Adolchem, which means from the first mitzvahs. But uh, we have uh, many, many seders which talk about the historic, the history of the Jewish people. Ma tam posach Why did he begin the Torah with Bereshis? In order to get, tell the Yidden about the power of his, uh, his deeds, of Hashem's uh, works, the, in order to give them the inheritance of the Goyim. Meaning to say, that if the Goyim come along and they say, you are thieves, you took away the land of the seven nations, the land of Israel. So we will say to them, the whole world, Hashem created the world and everything in it, and He gave it, He gave uh, the parts of the world to whomever He wanted, and then He took it away from whoever He wanted, He gave it to whoever He wanted now. In other words, He gave it to the Goyim then, but then He took it from them and He gave it to us. But He seems to be saying that the Torah shouldn't have started with, uh, with the creation. It should have started with Achidosh HaZalachem, which means... He should have written Bereshis somewhere. But had he written Bereshis somewhere, there would have been a problem because we wouldn't be able to answer somehow this answer to the Goyim. Why is that? Even if he would have written the history of it later in the Torah, we would still be able to answer the Goyim with that, uh, that the Hashem created the world and therefore he could do whatever he wants with it. But wh- so why does Rabbi Yitzchak say, why did he begin the Torah with this? It sounds like it's all about what what starts the Torah as opposed to what's written in the Torah in fact there is other Midrashim which quote it differently why did he write Bereshis altogether in other words it should have left out the whole history altogether started with the mitzvahs and that's it but the Rashi's version and the other you know is that why did he begin the Torah another thing we have to understand just in order to be able to tell the Goyim an answer to their problem the Torah has to change what, it sh- what comes first or what comes second which is important in Torah as well because that tells us what's more important what comes first is more important or according to the other version what was written we, we have to add all the history to the Torah just for the sake of answering the Goyim on their complaint in fact there are other answers which can be given even if it's transmitted orally from, the, from father to son from generation to generation we would still be able to answer that question why does it have to be written into the Torah just to answer to the Goyim which of course means that it's really not about the Goyim it's not about telling them what they, you know, an answer to the question it's really a message to us to the Jewish people about how we should feel about it because a Yid could also feel what are we doing taking away their land so so it's an answer to the Yid. No, Hashem decided that this is how it should be. Don't worry about it. It's a message to the Yid, which is in fact what Rabbi Yitzchak says. He says, masav He's telling us about, about the, the, the power of his works. It's not the telling the Goyim about the power of his works. It's telling us. So really it's a message to us, but the question is, what is it about having to start the Torah with this, with the history, in order to be able to say that we are not stealing their land. So to explain, the Tzemach Tzedek says that the the Ruchniyzdek explanation of this, you conquer the land of the seven nations, means what does conquer mean? 
a yid is involved in elevating the world around us, the physical world. We eat and we sleep and we do things which involve physical matter. So the goyim come along and they say, what are you taking our territory? The physical world is supposed to be our territory. The yid, uh, the Yaakov and Esau made a deal. Yaakov said, I'll take Olam Abba, and Esau, and you take Olam Esau will take Olam In other words, it's supposed to belong to Esau, to the Goyim. So what are you doing elevating all these things to Kedusha? It's supposed to be our area of operation. It's supposed to be under our control. Why are you stealing our territory? The answer is, Hashem created the world. Everything comes from Him. The only reason is he gave it to who he wanted, and why did he give you control over the territory? So that the Yidden should come along and elevate it away from you and bring it back into the control of Kedusha. They have to, the Yidden are meant to bring it back. That's why Hashem designed it that way. You're doing exa- it's, what's happening is exactly what Hashem wanted should happen. And that's the meaning of he should have started the Torah from Achidazalachem, from the mitzvahs. Because in, <clears throat> in the hierarchy of what's higher and what's lower, Torah and mitzvahs are certainly higher than mundane and uh, neutral physical matter. Torah is Kedusha. Physical matter is not Kedusha, not necessarily Kedusha. We are able to elevate it to Kedusha, but Torah is in itself Kedusha. Mitzvahs is Kedusha. So therefore the Torah should have started from Torah, mitzvahs, that's the first thing, that's the highest level. Only then can you go to explaining the next element of Aveda, which is also elevating the physical world. But on the other hand, since the whole purpose of Nisavakajbarakhulislaidirvatahtain, why did Hashem create the world in the first place? In order that he will be brought and made comfortable in the lower elements. And the Alter Rebbe says that what does the lower elements mean? The lowest element possible, which means the physical world. So that's where the whole purpose of creation is is expressed, is accomplished when we work with Habaidasabirudum with elevating in the physical elements. And therefore even though Taira is essentially higher, mitzvahs are higher and therefore you would think that it should start from Torah, but the, the ultimate purpose of creation is to elevate Bereshis, the physical world, and that's why that is written first. But it still needs to be clarified, because in order for the Torah to tell us that this is an, a necessary Aveda, why does it have to start with that? It would seem that it should still start with mitzvahs, and then tell us that there is also an Aveda of Aveda Sabirurim, and that it's an important Aveda. But why start with that? So the answer is, as I said before, that the, uh, the real purpose of creation is Aveda Sabirurim. Therefore, it has a certain element of mo- a greater importance than even than learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And it also has a greater effect on the person that's doing it. Not only in the big picture is it bigger, but also in the way we relate to our Aveda, it elevates us to a higher level, because in order for a Yid to be able to function like a Yid in the shul is one thing, but to be able to function like a Yid out there in the, in the world, out there in the marketplace, that takes much more commitment. It takes much more, it's much more difficult to, 
be committed in this way that a person is connected to Hashem even when you're out in the marketplace. And therefore it elevates the person also to a higher level dealing with the mundane world. But then it comes out that the reason why it's written first has nothing to do with explaining to the Goyim or answering the question why we're not thieves. It's just telling us that we have the Avaidah, we need to do the Avaidah, Avaidah Sabirurim. But how does that explain why we're not thieves, the fact that it's written first in the Torah? So to explain that, we know that the world is made up of two different elements. There is the elements which are called mundane neutral, Klippas Noiga sometimes in Tanya explains, which means there are things which are neutral and we can elevate them through doing them, eating them properly, dealing with them properly, we can elevate them to the level of Ketusha. Then there are things which are prohibited to us. We have no ability to be able to elevate those sparks of holiness which are found in them even though they are klipa and they're prohibited because nothing can exist without Ketusha. So the fact that it exists means that there is sparks of Ketusha in it. So why is it out of our reach? Because the sparks of holiness are so deeply embedded, so concealed from us that we have no way of reaching them. So therefore, we're, the Torah tells us, stay away from them. Don't deal with them at all. Leave them in the area of Klippa. Which means, it would seem that's what the Torah is saying. That's what they are saying. That's really what the Goyim are saying. The stuff that's neutral, okay, deal with that. But how do you come to elevate? What are you doing elevating? Torah tells you, don't touch a Dover or Don't touch something which is prohibited. So how are you, how is it that you want to elevate even something like that? How is it possible to elevate something like that? Through tshuva. When a person does tshuva, you can transform even something which is prohibited. It's something which was a sin, can now be turned into a positive, which means you've elevated even the sparks of holiness which are found in the, let's say, non-kosher food that you ate, what are you touching that for? That's strictly our area. That's where they're applying this question. You are thieves because you're going into our territory. And the, so the answer is, this taina that the Goyim say, leave the Dora Masurim to us and you shouldn't, there should be no ability for you to elevate it. That is only true if it would have started from mitzvahs. If the Torah would have started from mitzvahs, that would mean that the only way later it's, it says you should elevate the world around you which means it has to be done within the parameter of mitzvahs that's the only way that it can do it it starts with mitzvahs and then goes to elevating how could you elevate only that which the Torah allows you to elevate but something which the Torah says you have no connection to that could never be elevated but when the Torah starts from Bereshis, which means it starts from talking about the connection to elevating, and elevating even things which are, through tshuva, things which are usur, why is that possible? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it all belongs to Hashem, which means, it's another way of saying, that even though the Torah doesn't permit that, but when you go higher than that, the connection that, the, that a Yid has to Hashem, which is, is uh, even transcends Torah, because the Yidin are closer to Hashem, even 
more than the Torah is closer to Hashem. As our sages clearly tell us that the Yidden come before the Torah, which means they're connected on a higher level to Hashem. So there is nothing that is out of reach of a Yid. <clears throat> it doesn't have to happen even through the parameters of Torah. Of course, only through Tshuva. It's not something that we're allowed to delve into to begin with but if it happened so then we have the ability to be able to elevate even that because it goes directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKoyl Mimach everything comes from Hashem even the Nitzitz even the sparks of holiness which are embedded in things which are non not per, permitted to us even those things we have the ability to connect to because we transcend Torah Bereshis comes first it doesn't have to necessarily only happen through the parameters of Torah. But Torah, ultimately, everything holy comes through Torah. And that's why it, it's Torah itself that has to state this. Torah has to tell us, it starts with Bereshis, everything comes from Hashem, even to elevate through Tshuva, something which is prohibited, Torah has to state that it's possible even though it is transcending it goes outside the parameter of Torah Torah delivers the message and that's what Rabbi Yitzchak says why did he start with Bereshis? because Koyach Maisov Higid Ame, which means the power to be able to control everything all of Hashem's doings which means the, crea- the physical world that it created including even to be elevate to elevate things which are prohibited in certain ways, he he transmitted to the people, to his people, the Jewish people, the ability to do that. But this can only happen on the higher level of tshuva. In the initial state of tshuva, which is that a yid feels that he needs to, he's been, he's sunk to a low level and needs to tear himself away from the ra. So there, you still see two different um, territories. There is the territory of Kedusha, the territory of Ra. And if you try to elevate something which is Asur, so you feel that you're taking it from one territory to another, so you feel like you're robbing, doing something which should belong there, and you're trying to get it to here, that's something that seems wrong. But then when you reach a higher level, which is not about removing yourself from sin anymore, it it becomes more because you're driven to connect to the essence of Hashem. A person is not about getting away from evil, it's about getting closer and more interconnected with Hashem. So over there, everything is Hashem, including the evil which you may have been uh, exposed to earlier. And therefore over there, it's only natural that you should be able to elevate something which belongs to Hashem because He created it and He put the holiness into it. And I have the ability to elevate it and I don't feel like a thief at all.